Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter, and today I'm joined with Guile. Hi, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast. Okay, we're going to be discussing Arya's seventh chapter in A Storm of Swords, um, with all the usual trigger warnings for uh, potential, you know, any rape or violence discussions that will probably come up. Um, uh, this is more of a violence episode, I, I'm, uh, yeah, this <laughs> <laughs> chapter. <laughs> Um, Arya, there's a good <laughs> Yeah, there's a battle. <laughs> so she's on the crest of a hill. She's atop her horse watching the Brotherhoods attacking a Sceptre that's currently been held by the Bloody Mummers. Um, she's thinking how much she hates that she was left behind and she feels like a stupid child. She is a child, but she feels like a stupid child. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she's comforted by the fact that they also kept Gendry back. So, um, you know, she's kind of watching this go down and we've got like kind of a description of um is it anga i think is pronounced yeah he's like the the mvp of this <laughs> battle <laughs> yeah he's just like an ace shooter with his bow and she's you know she's even thinking like i love my sword but i want to take up some you know archery lessons uh <laughs> and, when Arya becomes katniss you know yeah yeah <laughs> Oh gosh, and you know it's it's pretty. You know, there's a lot of. They say it goes quick, but there's a lot of it, a lot going down here, and you know, there's kind of this motley crew of the mummers coming out, and you know, they're just kind of get picked off like one by one as they're fleeing, and she's um, you know, they've they've killed a lot of people because I think they started they're they're left with eight, and they said they started with over four hundred, um, you know, brothers of the Sceptre, so it's pretty bad. Or I don't know if some of them fled, but. It, it was pretty bad. Um, so she's watching Barrack, Thoris, Lem, uh, various others. I think uh, I think it's somebody named Ned. They're um yeah, Ned Dane. Okay. So okay. um and because she's like kind of annoyed because I think he's he's like not that much older than her, but he's allowed to fight because he's Barrack Squire. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. She's right. She's not happy about not being allowed to be in on this and um. <laughs> So, you know, it, they say that, it, you know, they, they kind of take care of them pretty quickly. And, you know, there's sort of these, like, gruesome, like, uh, what is it? Oh, God, I forget the one guy's name. The, okay, the, the Ut guy. Was he? Yeah, Septon, uh, quote, unquote, yeah, Septon Ut. Yeah, just, like, horrible people. And, uh, you know, Barrack's ordering them, give the ones that are dying the gift of mercy, as they call it, and... They, their, their trials are pretty swift. It's like they, they try them really quick and they have, they actually have people stepping up saying, you know, exactly what they did and, um, you know, witnesses that were left and they kind of strip them and take all their, you know, anything they have of value that they can keep and hang them, you know, one by one. And, you know, Ara's just relieved. She's relieved they're dead, but she's pretty angry, you know, still that they let the hound go. Well, and there's that brother, there's the one brother who talks about how, um, and it must have been the tickler because he keeps asking oh. where the gold. And you know, 
they he's basically has the survivor's guilt because he did tell him where the gold was. And it's either I can't remember if it's Barrick or Thoros, but I think it's Thoros who says, you know, the only shame is that no one told him sooner. Like basically oh, like oh gosh, yeah, I remember that was dying for, you know, keeping the secret where your gold right. was. Yeah, it's a good you point. know, there's no shame in you know, there's no shame in not in saving yourself for that, you know. Right. So it's just I mean, they're very, you know, still, you know, it's so funny what George turned the Brotherhood into because he still loves them here. Like, they're very, you know, they're very pragmatic still, you know, like they're just written with love, mm. I think. Yeah. It's, and, you know, you can see and we'll get further in the chapter. You can kind of see how, you know, Gendry, I mean, he's a little idealistic about it when he decides to join them we'll get more into the end but um, yeah. it, i mean there's a reason you know i think it's very appealing especially in how their society works like this idea that there's some sort of you know even if it's street justice but you know justice that these people can actually see and you know, aren't getting it's more than yeah. yeah right that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah it's not happening in this world right now right um so, yeah, um, and one of her biggest, like, she's kind of, I think she was also kind of shocked, like, you know, they kind of viewed this as, like, sort of the most honorable thing to do, and they let him go, because she's, like, mentions how disgusted she was that they actually, you know, they not only did they let the hound go, but they treated his burned arm, he got a sword, his armor, his horse, um, the only thing they took was his gold, um, so, you know, she's like, well, it's like, hand, you know, he can do whatever he wants at this point. Yeah. As it turns out, no, but, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what she's thinking. <laughs> I know later we'll get the other side of a, <laughs> um, you know, Thoris kind of makes that a little bit clearer. Um, so they're sheltering at in the night at the brew house that's um, kind of left there. I think the main, it's not the way yeah, the rest of the Sceptre burned down. Mm-hmm. And um, she's looking, she's finally really taking in Barrack again. And she's noticed that he hasn't eaten doesn't sleep. Um, He's a vampire. I know, it's so creepy. It really is, like, the whole thing, like, it, it, you know, it's... Talking it, about, like, his skull being right. bashed in, and, like, he has to wear the I scarf because... Thing. Yeah, and, like, he has the scarf because there's a gash there, and just, like, yeah, I mean, he sounds just, you know, he sounds absolutely horrifying. Right. But then, like, this... And, you know, he's probably, like... I mean, he's probably, like, 25 or 26... Yeah, I always forget how young how he is. He's so yeah. young, yeah. yeah. And he comes off like grandfatherly right. almost in this chapter. The, I mean, the, the the crap he's been through, like that, it doesn't sound, definitely doesn't sound pleasant. And, you know, he's acknowledging, he's like, I do I scare you? You know, and she's because she's staring at him. And, you know, she says no, but she admits, you know, I thought he killed you. And, and I guess I could read this a little bit, but Thoris kind of says, you know, explains that the Lord of Light brought him back six times and each time it gets harder and this kind of goes into a little more detail and um and this is also kind of like yeah there's a little bit of the tragedy of Aria in here. Um so could you bring back a man without a head? Aria asked, just the one not six times, could you? I have no magic child, only prayers. The first time his lordship had a hole right through him and blood in his mouth. I knew there was no hope, so when his poor torn chest stopped moving I gave him the good God's own kiss to send him on his way. I filled my mouth with fire and breathed the flames inside him. 
down his throat to lungs and heart and soul. The last kiss it is called, and many a time I saw the old priest bestow it on the Lord's servants as they died. I had given it a time or two myself, as all priests must, but never before had I felt a dead man shudder as the fire filled him, nor seen his eyes come open. It was not me who raised him, my lady, it was the Lord. Rolor is not done with him yet. Life is warmth, and warmth is fire, and fire is God's, and God's alone. Aria felt tears well in her eyes. Thoris used a lot of words, but all they meant was no. That much she understood. So, I mean, it's weird that he, you know, he wasn't even expecting this to, ha- you know, to happen. It seems like just a... Right, like, the Lord of Light really, do, you know, like, really did have some reason, but then if you think was the reason for it, because he, you know got Stoneheart, so then we go back to like the, what's the whole Stoneheart you know, Brienne like the Ravens and the Russian version of Feast, like all that all that hypothesizing for stuff we'll never know. Oh gosh, I know because it is I mean, does he, I'm trying to think like is this the, how many more times is this the last time he was brought back? I don't know that we know because we don't, you know, we kind of lose once Arya leaves them, we don't we don't I mean, do we ever? We the next time we see right. Thoral is in the you know Brand's last chapter in Feast. Okay, yeah. So there, yeah. And by that point, we've heard you know we've heard quite a bit about Stoneheart. So well, and actually, duh, Stoneheart. Well, I'm silly. Stoneheart's the end of this book. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So hope. I mean, the thing is, like, d- dude needs some rest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at that point, like, I don't know, because he mentions that he doesn't remember things like he's like, do I, you know, I don't remember my wife's hair color or the woman he was supposed to marry, he says. And, yeah. um, you know, I don't remember, you know, names well, and things. And and that's, you know, that really, you know, the sad one is like the Thoros, are you my mother? Like, oh, that's yeah. that the cool. line that just kills me, you know, because there is that like what you know what is what is his life you know he is like he doesn't eat he doesn't sleep he doesn't have his memories you know like just a shadow like that like he's like it's so weird like melisandre burns these shadows and here he's like dying as a shadow you know he's basically become a shadow yeah and it it is interesting like just how like i guess the contrast between him and lady stoneheart you know what i mean like sort of what's what's left and what's taken away right and it just seems like everything left of you know like the things left of beric are lovely i mean other than yeah Yeah. like his you know his person and his honor and his character seem you know all pretty intact if you know if even if his body isn't you know and it's like well shit i don't think cats like characters should be it's boiled down to like you know horrible vengeance like that doesn't seem quite right so it's definitely you know it's not like it's consistent right yeah right right oh gosh um so Beric tells her that he would forgo her ransom for her father's sake. You know, right there, proof he's decent. You know, he's like, we need gold desperately. And I wish, you know, he's kind of stating, like, because I wish there was an issue. Because she's like, well, what if my brother won't pay? And she, you know, she's kind of thinking about her own state and how she looks and just everything she's been through. And how her mother always wanted her to be like Sansa. Um, Beric insists, like, he's like, Rob's going to pay this ransom. And if not, you know he's going to say it centered in in his mind he's like okay i'll he's telling her this but lady smallwood or his own castle for a time um 
But he does say, like, but that will be not necessary. I'm certain I do not have the power to give you back your father no more than Thoros does, but I can at least see that you return safely to your mother's arms. He swears on his honor as a knight. So, you know, there's some decency there, you know, trying to make the best yeah. of the situation. Well, and just, like, totally not even entertaining, you know, giving her the reassurance, but not really entertaining yeah. the idea that her brother's not going to want her, you know? Right. Yeah, it's so sad that she feels like she's that that... Yeah. in a place like that because that just seems so weird from like reading it from the outside i'm like why you know what i mean just because of how close they are and how tight-knit like they, that would never have been i could never see any of them you know <laughs> right but i mean doesn't you know what she's you know right. she's saying to barrack like oh my hair is messy my nails are dirty but yeah. we know that he's thought like you know would they want me back if they know i've killed someone right right so there's things that yeah. she's not that are feeding into that fear too. <sighs> Poor area. Um, so it's raining and Tom seven strings is playing another round of songs and we get, you know, we get a bit of ending the ending of the reigns of Castamere and um, Gendry speaks up and he's offering to Smith for the brotherhood if they'll have him. And it's so like, <laughs> even more, like I just feel like there's just so much like sad stuff and area bites her lip and she's like, thinking to herself he means to leave me god i could just imagine that sinking feeling like especially it's not even just like oh you know if you think about your young or your friends or somebody like moving out of town or something or some you know you're just being separated but this is like such a big like you know this is well, yeah she knows it because been what are the chances, yeah, seeing someone again and right and they've been through you know they've been together since they left king's landing so you know all that shit at Heron Hall, all they've gone through here. You know, so it's like, but I mean, you know, if you're Gendry, it's like what mm. again? Like, you know, Arya has, you know, what as far as she knows, she has like home to look forward to, and you know, there's no home for Gendry. Yeah, you know that because that's what he said. Like Barrack even suggests, okay, you do better. They're trying to, you know, basically tell him like, why do you want to join us? It's like, you know, you'd serve Lord Tully, River Run, you know. They we can't pay you and Gendry's mm-hmm. like you know all I need is a forge, food and a place to sleep, um, and you know they're kind of egging him on saying you know so why why do you really want to do this and he talks about it basically said what they what he heard at the Hollow Hill and at the trial like it really as we were saying earlier it really spoke to him you know it resonated with how he was feeling and he'd rather serve them than anyone else, um, which I mean I guess it isn't the worst option I mean I know Arya really feels like he could have you know, stayed with her, but I don't know that that's plausible. I mean, you know, obviously we know what happens, but. (laughs) Well, and I think too, like, you know, we know Gendry's personality is, you know, he is like a stubborn kid and the idea of being like more of an equal with, I mean, because I think, you know, he is more of an equal within the brotherhood than, you know, he would be a servant at River Run. And, you know, that's kind of the other thing that I think, you know, Arya doesn't recognize at all that, you know, this is a choice between, like, freedom and servanthood, essentially, for Gendry. Yeah. And he chooses, you know, he definitely chooses freedom. Right. She would, Yeah, right. From her perspective, she wouldn't read it that way. Yeah. So, uh, Beric takes his sword, and it's not lit this time, it's just his sword, and he has Gendry swear his allegiance, um... And he knights him, and he says, you know, tells Sir Gendry to arise. Um, and uh, they hear a rasping laugh at the door. And 
<laughs> then Sandor's kind of like in this door and he's like, you know, he's thinking, you know, he says it out loud. He says, you know, I ought to kill him all over again for making more nights. You know, he's just done with this. And he's like, wants his goal back. Um, you know, he's kind of there making his sarcastic comments and he's, you know, are you going to make Ari a knight? Are you going to make, make my horse a knight? And this is all banter going back and forth and, and they're kind of, you know, they're defending why they took the gold. And I mean, honestly, it's like, I feel like everything they've done for him, I, I, I get what he's saying, but at the same time, it's like, um, he's kind of lucky they let him go at all. But, um, yeah, but he does accuse him. He says, you're no more than common thieves. Um, and there's all this super, super, it's just a basically super tense scene. And he kind of, at the end of it, <laughs> George describes me, he looks at each of their faces in turn and walks back into the dark, pouring rain. Like he's memorizing their faces. But it's so, so like <laughs> it was such a, like, I, I thought this was so interesting on reread because it's like, why did Sander come there? Like, did he, <laughs> I don't think he really thought to get their gold that he was going to get it back. And then like the men of the, the brother, you know, Thoros is like really perceptive. He's like, basically he can't go back to the Lannisters. Rob's not going to take him. He obviously can't go to his brother. Like he has nowhere to go and we've taken all of his money. So like, was Sander like coming back to join to like ask oh. to join? Maybe he was like I mean, he was lonely. Was like he's like messing with them. Like like, well, like, like why? Yeah, I hate like, you, but I want to join. <laughs> well, because like would he really be like, oh yeah, I guess here's your gold. Like obviously he knows he's not going to get that back, and like they know he has nowhere to go. Right. So in, in his mind, was this somewhere like maybe he could go? Yeah, we, odd. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's really, it's really odd that he came back, didn't do anything. And like, we know what he, you know, we know what happens next, but like, he didn't try to fight, you know, like nothing really happens other than he reappears, kind of makes fun of them for knighting Gendry. Like, (laughs) and I mean, was that like, oh, they already got a new guy. I guess I can't be the new guy. I mean, it just seems weird because Sander doesn't seem like a joiner of anything in any way. (laughs) But I was like, I don't understand why he's here unless somewhere in his mind this was like the only people that he thought he might be able to go to. Yeah, I mean, do you think there's any world where they let him join? I just don't see that, but I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, they, they, of all of the people, they know he hasn't really done like shit. He's not a bloody mummer. He's not his brother. Mm. Like the shit that he gets accused of, they know it's not him. So like maybe I don't you know like <laughs> now knows? now I picture like the sad Sandor who can't tell people you know he's like coming up shuffling <laughs> right like oh, wait, waiting outside listening oh my yeah gosh. I mean like maybe he was like working up the curve I don't know <laughs> but like what the hell was he doing there like it makes no <laughs> sense like I'm gonna go back to all these armed outlaws that spared right, my life because you can't even say he was kind of doing. Back? reconnaissance he could do that without being seen like there's unless no yeah that's I, I guess but yeah that wouldn't, that's, even, that wouldn't even make sense either because that's something you could easily do without because i mean he'd get caught just as easily walking right to the door as he would like if they were you know if they had rovers looking around the bushes or something right. and, yeah he made it through the perimeter you know i guess he was you know they could say we i guess they could say or we could say that oh he was planning on grabbing aria like that's why he was there in the first place, but that yeah, but he doesn't know she was there, and he, you know, like that she's still there or anything. 
I feel like he was coming back to like <laughs> get help and uh, whatever whatever that means to him. Mm. Like I and I could see where in his mind the rest of the world is closed off to them to him. These guys sort of treated him okay. Yeah. Like, of all of the people in the world, this would, you know, like, they were okay. Yeah, and, and like, what you were talking about, like, when they were talking about, like, the Hound, it's not, you know, it doesn't sound like it's even, like, they were talking about how he won the gold at the King's Tourney, and... Like, I, must have been a saver, right. you know. Right, and didn't he say, didn't Barrick even say he, like, gave him a note or something that said they would pay him back? Yeah, like, they like, gave him so, an IOU. <laughs> I mean, he's like, that's no good, but, I mean, still, the fact that they even thought to do that, like... Um, Wait, yeah. Whole, <laughs> so it's so weird. Like, what the hell? Because <laughs> it's because I it's been so long. I had forgotten because I was almost thinking the cul- culmination at the end of the chapter would be him like that he was waiting. Me too. He grabbed, you know, he got yep. area, and then I was like, oh, okay, so this doesn't happen yet, right? Because um, yeah, was what's just, the point? <laughs> like he was just like coming back to like say, hey, what's up? Like. <laughs> So, so weird. And we know that he repeatedly, like, after he leaves King's Landing, I mean, he tries to, like, he tries to, like, incorporate or find a place in the world a little bit, like, when they're in the veil and it doesn't work. And he does with the, you know, he does on the Quiet Isle. He finds, like, a, you know, he finds, but, you know, he is, like, weird for a person who is entirely all, like, I'm independent, like, fuck the world. He's, like, totally looking for a place to belong. Right, and, and maybe that's because he's always been told in positions where he's told what to do and just kind of yeah. does it. Maybe he's the kind and, of, like, he doesn't have a more. He doesn't have, like, a anywhere to figure out like, what the hell do I do. He does. I mean, the thing is, is, like, you know... We know that he does, you know, he finds, he, be, like, God bless him, he does believe in the ideals of knighthood. He doesn't right. believe in So, like, him seeing Gendry get knighted uh, is kind of offensive. But, like, the idea of what the Brotherhood are doing, like, that's the shit that actually appeals to, like, the core of him that he reveals with, like, that he, you know, reveals from time to time. Like, I'm not saying the Hound's the greatest guy in the world. Yeah. He's not, but he's not the worst either. Right. And, like, I could see where a lot of what the Brotherhood does, he would, why wouldn't he be part of that, you know? like. And some of them plus, definitely like, seem like gray area characters. Some of them are pretty, seem kind of shady, you know, just. And they're kind you know. of aligned against his brother in many ways. Right. So, like, if they're going up against his brother, I mean, you've got, like, two tourney champs on the team of Sanders there. Like, this could also be a vehicle for where he gets revenge against his brother. So, yeah, I mean, now I'm kind of, like, (laughs) having read this, I'm sort of, like, putting myself on this weird thing where I think Sander wanted to join the Brotherhood. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would have been an interesting twist. (laughs) Yeah, I, I would love to have seen it. Yeah, because, I mean, Thoros even says, like, that was next in my notes, Thoros believes that the lord of light is not done with the hound so he kind of thinks because they talk about like you know there's a reason he survived the trial so something you know they believe there's something some reason he exists still oh yeah well and that's you know and i mean it's so like again like thinking through to brienne's last chapter it's just so interesting to see thoros like think of people, you know, these people with like a specific purpose. And, you know, we so, you know, we obviously so think that, you know, Jamie and Bran have a, have some purpose beyond 
like the content of their chapters and like, you know, what would happen in the, you know, what would happen in their first couple of chapters in the winds of winter with, if they meet with the brotherhood and like Thoros is there and, you know, he would interpret things like, Oh, you know, some gods somewhere are telling me <laughs> to not F with these two. <laughs> Damn it. I want to see it. Oh gosh. Yeah. So it sounds like people are a little bit like some of the other guys are a little like nervous and they're like, well, Barrack basically just leaves it at, if you see him again, um, kill the horse, which is I was like, oh no, and but not, not him. Stranger. I know, no, no, I know, not him, because he's like, oh, okay, well he won, so there's the same thing. There's a reason he's here, but yeah, the poor horse. Um, <laughs> uh, um, that night, uh, okay, so I guess I'll read this a little bit because this is what Aria's kind of thinking. Um, Aria curled up near the fire, warm and snug, yet sleep would not come. She took out the coin that Jacqueline Hakar had given her and curled her finger around it as she lay beneath her cloak. It made her feel strong to hold it, remembering how she'd seen the ghost in Heron Hall. She could kill with a whisper then. Jacqueline was gone, though he'd left her. Hot pie left me too, and now Gendry is leaving. Lomi had died, Yorin had died, Sirio Farrell had died, even her father had died, and Jacqueline had given her a stupid iron penny and vanished. Valor Magulus, she whispered softly, tightening her fist so hard the edges of the coin dug into her palm. Sir Gregor, Dunson, Polliver, Raph the Sweetling, the Tickler, and the Hound. Sir Illyn, Sir Merin, King Joffrey, and Queen Cersei. So that's her little ritual that she chanted. Ah, man. So, Arya wakes during, like, it sounds like it was pretty, you know, wasn't the most pleasant night, but she wakes at one point and she hears uh, howling. And But come dawn, they said the scouts didn't find any sign of any hounds or wolves. Um, and I'll just read this other bit. As Arya was singeing her saddle girth, Gendry came up to say that he was sorry. She put a foot in the stirrup and swung up into her saddle so she could look down on him instead of up. You could have made swords at River Run for my brother, she thought. But what she said was, if you want to be some stupid outlaw night and get hanged, why should I care? I'll be at River Run ransomed with my brother. There was no rain that day, thankfully, and for once they made good time. So we end the chapter. So <laughs> I kind of would have, wish we would have got in Gendry's head a little bit. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, again, we don't see Gendry again until Brienne's chapters and Feast. Right. You know, like, we just, I mean, like, goodbye Gendry. Like, it's just so, it's, you know, or I guess we probably see him a little bit in the next, in her next chapter. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's it. It's like, we don't, you know, we, we've been, I mean, I'm looking at my copy of, of Storm of Swords, which is, this is like almost the, pretty much exactly the middle of the book. And it's like 515 pages in this particular, (laughs) in this particular volume. But I mean, you know, we've been with him through all of, you know, we've been with Gendry through all of the Clash of Kings and then, you know, halfway through this giant book. So it's just, you know, like knowing that we're, you know, knowing we don't get him and he's like almost, he's a, kind of a different person right. by the time we see him again, you know, it's like, oh, it makes me kind of sad. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's like a little moment. I know she's not exactly happy, but it's, it's just weird how these little moments in time, you're like, oh, they just seem so awful that things just keep getting progressively. Yeah. I mean, worse, like in yeah. the scheme of Arya, this, like, yeah. things are good right now. Like, this right. Is, these are the happy times for Arya. 
Right, yeah, safety-wise, right. I know. Jeez. Like, yeah, the the best of times. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I guess any other thoughts on the chapter? I mean, I guess it's pretty, uh, pretty light one. I mean, to me, this is, like, some of the more beautiful parts of A Storm of Swords. Like, just getting into... I mean, I love the Brotherhood. I love Gendry's, like, speech about getting night, you know, to yeah. join them. And then just the whole, you know, Thoros and Beric in this chapter are, you know, are lovely. And, you know, Beric's speech, you know, with the, Are You My Mother? Like, to me, that is just, like, utterly heartbreaking. And then, you know, Thoros, this... I mean, we think about... You know, Thoros was, like, Robert's favorite drinking buddy. And, like, this is who he is now at mm. this point in time. And it's just, like... He's like has this he kind of has this wisdom to him and he's just like such a interesting, cool character. And then again, you know, by the time we see him again, you know, later with, you know, when we see him later with Brienne, he's like very um, like, you know, that he's very jaded comparatively speaking. Right. So it's just, you know, it's interesting to see the evolution of, of this character. But I mean, to me, this, you know, nothing happens really. <laughs> like, right. It's like a little bit of info. Like, and a little... Nothing happens, but it's like a really important, like great chapter. I think like, I just, it's probably my favorite Aria chapter in this, in this book, mm-hmm. just for this. There's like a lot of heart and soul to it. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. And I mean, it's pretty impressive that they, managed to keep it together you know just this group of um did they say at this point how many there are or like there's there's splinter groups what i mean just yeah i mean it seems like there's splinter groups since they gave the hounds money to them and stuff but i mean yeah they are like holding it together you know for them and for the people i mean they're again like pretty admirable yeah oh the brotherhood (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah it's good stuff Okay, um, you can reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr. Close the door and come here at tumblr.com. Submit questions to the chapter threads in the Jamie and Brianne subreddit. And follow us on Twitter at Door Podcast. Um, review, like, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, all the places you listen. And support us on Patreon at Close the Door. Um, thanks again. It was a good episode. Uh, closing the door. Get out.